1: Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the
0: way that they work.
1: We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden we could open up our showroom to customers around the world.
0: Learn more at microsoft.com teams. They're going to kill the love of my life. Casey! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal a truck. Bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous?
2: Of course it's dangerous!
0: Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13.
3: podcast i'm james anderson with mario puig and john mckechnie uh you know i was in arizona last week when you guys were recording and apparently with me gone all the college dfs went to went to hell is what i what i hear from john and you know probably those two things are are somewhat related so glad to be back with you guys we can hopefully make some money together this upcoming weekend uh what what exactly went down last week john because i know you were I was actually trying to get a lineup in right as I was boarding my airplane because uh, Derek Van Riper told me that you're not allowed to do DFS in Arizona, and I was like (laughs) freaking out. I had like half an hour before the plane was about to take off, so I put together a really crummy lineup and it obviously in cash, but I only had like five bucks invested in it. What what was the what was the story with your lineups?
2: Well let's see. Uh Kyler Murray uh in the late in the late slate, uh I thought he had a really favorable matchup going against Auburn and he really looked like a true freshman out there and, you know, ended up with three picks getting a little dinged up. So I'm a little bit concerned about him for this week as well. Uh and then one of my value picks at quarterback, uh Nate Sudfeld went ahead and had his worst game of the year and I was really kind of banking on him to save me some money elsewhere, then none of those other guys paid off. It was really just kind of a disaster across the board.
1: I'm also mad. I'm mad at Kyler Murray um, that that sucked a lot. Although, to be fair, he did get that concussion or whatever, uh, like right at the goal line, and then that
3: thankfully got then that,
1: that fraud concussion. of a backup got the <laughs> touchdown. And I don't even know his name, but I don't like him. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, earlier – I had I had a bunch of D'Angelo Brewer and and by the way whenever we get like the the proper hate uh session going, Phil Montgomery's got a spot for me now the Tulsa head coach he was I went with a lot of D'Angelo Brewer and like anybody who's been going after that backfield knows that they've been doing surprise inactives with D'Angelo Brewer and Zach Langer, <sighs> but man D'Angelo Brewer favorable matchup had a pretty big game but backup Ramadi Warren of course gets the three I, touchdowns I was or, able
3: to put. Uh, by like i was I was trying to get a hold of both you guys as I'm sitting on the airplane and they're telling you to like put your phone in airplane mode I absolutely oh, good didn't follow along with that but uh you know you Mario says you know, put in brewer so i, I Put brewer into my lineup probably as the plane was like moving did i say on the that runway. i think i, I think don't so. remember
1: talking to you i just remember we were you were like you sent me a hip chat that chatted
3: like, me a few names and i i think one of them oh might have been yeah, i
1: guess i just forgot because i, I was, was just
3: like i can put him in i don't i don't like any i remember of you tried guys.
1: to send a profane uh <laughs> curse of russell shell who we also are oh right skylar howard i hate the most oh, um the most the worst quarterback <laughs> who looks like Les Miles or anyone else. I, um, the one
3: guy I was really confident about last week was Wendell Smallwood, and he had a an okay week. Wendell but, is infallible,
1: you know. but yeah, Russell Shell just bad phonetics on the name and also, <laughs> like, not that good, not worth get taking away my Wendell touchdowns. But – uh as always we, we there will be hate for the whole podcast so yeah okay i don't, okay. Mean, I don't we, mean to hold us back there like might this. not be
3: any hate on this this first game uh kansas state at texas tech we're just going to do the two saturday slates this week because i don't really i mean there's the other slates are really kind of bad on DraftKings. um kansas state at texas tech texas tech five and a half point favorites over under seventy one and a half. uh should be you know some points to be had here i don't know if if anyone really stands out to you guys, uh, Pat Mahomes at 8,500 is, is sitting there. Um, you know, I, I don't know if there's anyone else that really, uh, jumps out to you. I, I, for the life of me, can't pick the correct Texas tech wide receiver week to week.
1: Oh yeah. I, I mean, Jakeem Grant's pretty reliable from a target perspective, but, uh, like yeah Reginald Davis has seven touchdowns of theirs and that guy catches like one and a half passes a game so that's not really worth chasing and then the others have too sporadic of yardage totals to really make that worth chasing uh but yeah it seems like Devin Lauderdale has to reestablish himself as the second guy there um just like the deep ball isn't hitting for them but uh, do you guys okay Joe Hubner is really bad and like (laughs) painful to watch type quarterback but 6,500 and they give him like 25 carries a game in that offense going against the texas tech defense i don't know might be interesting as a gpp consideration because it's he certainly provided that kind of exact return uh, in two similar settings this year against baylor last week and uh against tcu earlier he had th- so against uh, baylor he had 38 uh, DraftKings points 42 against tcu um so yeah that texas tech run defense is like legendarily bad so maybe if you're looking for a gpp angle hubner at quarterback could give you something otherwise thinking
2: about charles jones as well in that same vein
1: yeah he uh he was someone who i actually went with in the thursday slates last week just because i mean thinned pool but i mean he's got 34 carries in his last two games and i think either of us or sorry any of the three of us could average four yards a carry against texas tech it it seems like it's actually surprisingly realistic Mm -hmm. so yeah charles jones can therefore average at least four and a half um so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'll probably try to fit him in a little bit. But, yeah, otherwise, Justin Stockton at 3,800 is also a GPP consideration, especially since they're at home and he scores, like, every two touches for some reason. Uh, but, yeah, otherwise, I'm not really going after the receivers that much. I mean, Jakeem at 6,500 is fair, I guess. It's just I'm not – I'm usually leery of, you know, t- receivers that tiny because uh, you can – I mean, look at that, five catches for eight yards. What are you doing, man? But
3: <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's – uh, a really nice way to kind of follow up that thirteen catch, 178 yard performance against Ok State. There, uh, got in the end zone, but probably didn't earn his keep there. Uh, I guess we can move on to the the Kansas TCU showdown. I assume this might be where game day's is going. Uh, you know, big big matchup. <laughs> uh, T- TCU forty five point favorites here. Seventy one is the over under. Uh, they kind of all the all the TCU guys' prices are are about as high as they've been in a while. Uh, Boykin, uh, you know, 10,100. Uh, Liston B up up above uh, 5,500. Aaron Green, 6,900. Uh, is Doxson going to be able to play? I know he was kind of a guy that let some people down last week.
2: Well, I mean, he got hurt, so it wasn't entirely his fault. But, you know, sometimes you just fall victim to the injury bug like that. Um Last night, uh, Gary Patterson said that he was going to go see a wrist specialist. Uh, I haven't seen any new word on the results of that. He said he was somewhat probable. I don't really buy it. I think TCU can beat Kansas like, <laughs> yeah, with like you know all their players like sure. kind of tied up like a three-legged race or something. So I don't think they need to risk uh, bringing him back. And as a result, I kind of like uh, their other receivers like Listenbee and uh, Turpin. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think the 45 point spread implies that they don't need Doxson and his obviously messed up wrist. Like, he was hurt in that game. You could tell. Like, he landed on that left wrist and was not, it was not like a tape it up kind of thing. He was like, it's messed up. We just don't know how bad exactly. Um I don't think he's gonna play. I don't understand why Patterson would even waste his time giving that kind of stupid rhetoric like, Oh man, if Kansas if Kansas game plans for us without and they're definitely gonna cover the spread. Like Yeah, if you, so, if like,
3: you see a, I mean if you see a specialist almost kind of with any injury, you're probably not gonna play that week.
1: So. But yeah, if right. if he is out, I have a really hard time not picking both of Listenby and Turpin, uh who had a combined uh let's see.
3: They should both be good for like seven Ter- touchdowns.
1: Turp is Turp right? <laughs> is five thousand. Uh, listen, be is fifty eight hundred. Uh, especially when the competition is is similarly hit or miss types, be it due to yeah. to skill set or matchup. Like Arteva Scott only catches short passes. Farrow Cooper is going against Florida. Uh, James Washington's been ex- insanely productive lately, but is hit or miss in that offense in general. Just like everybody, in it is i don't know I don't, I'm, I'm dropping 5000 to turpin rather than considering those guys or i'm going up to 5800 do you kind
3: of look at the the way the the horn frogs kind of got whacked last week and and look at that and say well boykin might just play way way more than he should in this one just to kind of really run it up and, and get some style points
1: i don't know that they need to try to run it up and I, I, they don't need to try to run it up but they still will just like just kind of accidentally um yeah i mean boykin's gonna i would be shocked if he can't get 40 fantasy points in this one even in like two and a half quarters at most Mm -hmm. um but yeah so i I, i'm interested in paying up for boykin in this one despite this high price but yeah otherwise i i didn't get to watch a lot of him lately but little glimpses of sean nixon who's listed as a running back for them looks like he's been stepping up at receiver a little bit at least um with all the injuries they've had there um i mean for instance he had nine catches last week and in the whole year he has 10 carries so he has 24 catches for 323 yards no touchdowns but on DraftKings ppr he's an interesting flex consideration at the least i think but yeah otherwise listen b and turpin are going to be fashionable picks but for very good reason
3: so the next game is uh miami at north carolina um I remember kind of looking, and I, I think Marquise Williams' price was like ridiculously low last week, if I remember correctly, and I and I considered him, didn't do it, and obviously that that would have been a, a pretty big boon if I had pulled the trigger there. Yeah, it would have been 7,000 uh, yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah, I know, exactly. And and in, there were so many guys kind of in that 7,000 uh, to 8,000 range where you just were trying to hit, hit the right guy, definitely whiffed on that. But uh, North Carolina, 12-point favorites, over under is 64 and a half Williams all the way up to 8400 this week uh who do you guys like in this one uh
2: well to me I am just worried especially for for like tournament consideration I think people are just going to chase those Marquise Williams points again and uh, you know he's I think he's going to have a really high ownership percentage especially you know the people that don't want to pay up for docks and I think he'd probably be like the second uh consideration there and uh, as a result I'm a little bit uh, leery of him and He's also just been kind of inconsistent at this year i'm just not I'm not into it,
1: yeah, I mean it's been to my detriment more often than not lately, but I generally don't target North Carolina because Marquise Williams, I like quite a lot as a college player, but he still is not as reliable reliably prolific as his numbers might imply like you look at his season end numbers or your his per game production and it's like whoa this guy's like heisman winner but there's times when you watch him and things just like go off the rails and it's especially because of fedora just keeps messing with things like larry look at what happens when you leave my my man marquise on the field stop rotating him with what's that trubisky or whatever it's like oh just like four touchdowns at 400 yards and one half against duke whatever um, but yeah, so now that we don't have this active sabotage campaign from that guy, uh, I guess I like Marquise's chances of still going, but like John said, there's going to be points chased here. 8400 is a big jump in price, but it's not unaffordable, especially when he's... he's I mean, he's 8400 and the guys immediately behind him are Kaiser and Prescott, uh, and then Connor Cook to Cirque, which is where the uh, there's a big drop-off, obviously. Um, I don't like the players still otherwise because the receivers i mean unless unless williams has an enormous game like last week there's usually just one maybe two who go off and the others are all doing things like three catches for 45 yards and other useless crap so uh but elijah hood is a really talented running back 6600 he's fairly affordable against a defense that can't stop him like he's too good for it but um yeah i mean last three weeks elijah hood has let's see 41 Fifty-eight carries over three games, so maybe that's another lesson that Fedora finally learned. If you have faith in Fedora, giving him twenty more carries, then I think you have to like. Uh, I think you have to like Hood at that price. But otherwise, um, actually, I meant to bring this up in the the Texas Tech game, but DeAndre Washington at six thousand five hundred is an awesome price that uh, I think I'd rather just go for him rather than Hood.
3: Yeah, that that definitely. Uh, makes makes some sense there i mean the, both of those guys are, are kind of underpriced and right below your boy sony michael we'll get there in a second uh okay state coming off that big win 14 point favorites at iowa state over under 60 and a half there typically i would say this could be a, a you know a typical uh letdown game for the cowboys but Iowa, Iowa State. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't really think that their their quarterback situation is kind of a mess. Not not much production to be had there. Uh, do you guys even trust anyone on the the Oklahoma State side in this I,
2: one? I do actually. I, I'm uh, going after Mason Rudolph a little bit at 6,900. I feel like that's cheap, and obviously, you know, you you can have the legitimate concerns about J.W. Walsh coming in and vulturing, mm-hmm. uh, but it seems like Mason Rudolph has been on a roll in it. You know, at this point, now now that they're factoring into the playoff committees uh, thinking, uh, they're not going to let their foot off the gas pedal whatsoever. I think they're going to just need to blow out everybody the rest of the way. Uh, and as a result, I, I definitely like Mason Rudolph a lot this week. I'm not so sure about those wide receivers. You know, like Mario said, James Washington's been just crushing it recently. But, you know, get, getting like 50 yards a catch average, that's not sustainable. I feel
3: like he's going to be pretty heavily owned
1: I, I would not hate on the washington pick at all it's just like i'm probably not going to go after him just because it's not in my nature to follow someone who's a there's the points chasing and then b there's the the fact that this guy just is not a, a heavily targeted player like he's been like impossibly efficient the last three games and i mean let it be said he's got what like three 480 yards and five touchdowns in his last three games mm-hmm. um but the other thing is like he had that game last week 180 yards three touchdowns when david glidden who went into that game i believe is their reception leader and he might even still be uh but he had 38 catches in eight games going into that he caught one pass for one yard last week like that's just that's another thing you know, that indicates the pendulum has to swing you know why back. he
3: did that is because I, I started david glidden last week so that's oh, that's, that's, a, that's exactly what well that you,
1: this might be the time where he comes through <laughs> for you at 4200
3: it is uh that is cheaper you know, that guy, by the way. Really, at forty f- two hundred. Just following the way things have gone all year, when I've <laughs> when I've started a guy and he's bombed, the next week when I don't start him is is typically when he has his best uh, best game of the year. Uh, anything else on that one, or nah, on? not all particular. right, uh, Maryland at Michigan State, uh, Sparty, fifteen point favorites there. Do we do we have to say anything about this one? Well,
2: I, I like Connor Cook a little bit in this one, but I, I think you might. W- look at Maryland's run defense and where where they're ranked and you you might say oh Michigan State you know I might go after one of the running backs but the fact of the matter is Maryland's actually been pretty good against uh, running backs I don't think they've allowed a single hundred yard rusher this season and to go with that uh, Michigan State they're like splitting their carries up way too much so even though the prices for guys like Gerald Holmes and LJ Scott are pretty you know favorable I'd still kind of actually uh, move away from them
1: yeah uh wendell of course ran for over 100 against maryland but non-smallwood runners i don't i don't know about them but yeah i don't i don't want to i don't want to go after this team because uh connor cook is too much at 7400 for a guy who can easily finish a game with like 200 yards and two touchdowns and a 25 point victory uh but we we screamed about this during the last podcast while james was gone but mcgarrett kings is still really cheap for some reason and he's 3900 after catching four passes for 97 yards and two touchdowns against Nebraska. Maryland's defense is better than Nebraska's, I would I would think. But uh, for 3,900, like Kings has been getting targeted like double-digit times in the last few weeks. So 3,900 in PPR, I'm probably going to have to get some McGarrett Kings in there just because he's, he's actually had a target count surprisingly similar to Burbridge lately. It's-
3: and the next game is the Clemson – at Syracuse game Clemson is 28 point favorites in that one 57 and a half the over under uh do you see any reason to pay up for guys like Deshaun Watson or do you think that they kind of you know can take their foot off the gas for for most of this one
1: they could take their foot off but I mean it's it's one of those things where Watson is so good and the matchup is favorable enough that he could kind of just stumble his way into a 40-point fantasy day. I don't think I'll be targeting him myself. Uh, I mean, I I might try to get some exposure to him in, like, a GPP setting. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when he's the second most expensive on the slate and then you got, like, JT Barrett immediately under, like, I'd take JT Barrett straight up over him. So, at 100 less, I don't need to think about that. And I also like Mahomes a lot more at 8,500. Yeah, Uh, I will say otherwise in this game... um, Dion kane who had quite has quietly had like a whole month of pretty solid production over there uh very high recruit and they still don't really have an established second target to arteva Scott who he, himself he's limited as a, as a skill set because he's just kind of a short route guy and if he doesn't create you know superhuman after the catch yardage he's just kind of liable to kind of be a dud on you but uh kane looks like more of a tr- a traditional wide receiver one type with the athleticism and you know the the size to make more of a consistent impact across the field and on a better variety of routes. But, yeah, in his last four games, Kane uh, has – let's see – he went over 90 yards twice. He scored in the two other games that he did not. So in his last four games, he's got 14.6, 14.9, 11.7, and 14.6 fantasy points on DraftKings. He's 4,200. Um, so yeah, he, he's a player that I'll probably get a little bit of exposure to at least because I, I think I'm pretty sold on his talent. And it's it's uh, it's an offense where if, if Watson stays at his current level of play, there should be a second target who profits aside from Arteva Scott. And uh, Jordan Leggett's also picked up some of that slack, obviously.
2: Uh, do you have any interest in Wayne Gallman at sixty five hundred? He's been actually picking it up too.
1: Yeah, he's really good. It's just, uh, the, I guess, the question is like the the other options on this slate, and uh, at the same price, I think I like DeAndre Washington a little better, just because he's been he also gets a lot of targets in in the Texas Tech passing game, and I kind of think, I think, I kind of think he's he's just got the more reliable workload, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, if 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 Gallman's in play for you and you don't like him as much as Washington, it's definitely a totally good play. I think.
3: Gotcha. So the Michigan uh, Indiana game, uh, Michigan thirteen point favorites over under fifty six. Is there an injury with, with Davion Smith that we need to hit on, Jen?
1: No, he uh, he had he went into last week questionable with the ankle, but I mean you never know with these things because he did the exact same thing like a month ago and then c- came into the week. T- uh, the, the game two weeks ago and was clearly like aggravated from the injury so it, I guess we don't really know what the deal is going to be with him for sure but he should be totally fine because he got through last week's game with a productive box score
2: How- I think so too actually and you know Harbaugh's been pretty coy about talking about injuries It'd just be like yeah he's a sore yeah and then just move on so there's really not much you're gonna learn between now
1: and. Then. I probably won't go after him myself, just because I am so. I've been burned so many times this year with these stupid injuries, like players returning from injuries, playing in a game, and then just not playing the next. Corey Clement, I had on Fanduel last week, and they just you know mentioned like, oh he was oh he wasn't on the flight at like one thirty p.m. It's like oh that's so cool, thank you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I, I'm just terrified of people, like, in Davian Smith's situation. But yeah. if he plays the whole game, I'll look like an idiot for not picking what, him.
3: What do you guys make of Jordan Howard going off against Iowa last week? He's a beast.
2: Yeah, it was good to see him kind of get back on track. Uh,
1: Brutal matchup, though. Yeah, this um,
2: week it – yeah. I mean, that's really you would have no said that about
3: Iowa, too, right? I would have, but I – Not to this extent. And
1: I wouldn't say that he had I, – I mean, we got to consider the Iowa thing a bit of an anomaly. Like, right. we have to expect some kind of – uh, especially if sudfeld doesn't do better this week like michigan's not even going to give them any attention in the passing game if, if he doesn't show a little bit more ability
3: all right so ohio state we we talked about jd jt barrett briefly there but they're uh they're 16 point favorites at illinois over under uh just 55 there um kind of actually surprised that spreads on a little bit bigger too uh You know, you said you like Barrett quite a bit. Are you on board with that too, John?
2: Yeah, I like Barrett. Uh, As far as expensive quarterbacks for this slate, he's probably my favorite one, actually. I think Ohio State's going to – or he's going to come back with a vengeance, especially.
1: But, yeah, it's easy to forget. Like, when JT Barrett doesn't have stupid drama and, you know, just weird circumstances making his price weird on the sites – he would normally be in a range comparable to Trevon Boykin. Right. Uh, eighty six hundred for Barrett is just is is pretty cheap. It's just that the only reason I'm not like, you know, just crazily banging the table for to pick him is because I think Pat Mahomes is also a really good bargain at eighty five hundred. But those two are probably like the quarterbacks I'm going to try to build around on this slate. And
3: if you had to go with one of the Ohio state wide receivers, is there a, a, a certain guy that you think is on like a, a better, better wavelength with Barrett right uh, now? Uh,
2: it, I'd say it's still gotta be Michael Thomas, even if the offense kind of changes a little bit with Barrett in there. Uh, Braxton Miller is also kind of a dynamic guy that, uh, seems to have his usage pickup when, when Barrett's in there, but he got a little bit banged up last week. Uh, so I'm probably staying off of him. Uh, Michael Thomas would be the guy I would consider, but I'm not sure that I will, uh, even with the price,
1: yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to chase those receivers because yeah. it's, it's so hard. But Michael Thomas is by far the most reliable. What do we think about Josh Ferguson at 4600 in this game? I this is PPR scoring, and they are at home.
2: Yeah, I think Ferguson could probably see himself get like in the six to eight target range, and probably come down with the majority of those. You have to worry a bit about Keyshawn Vaughn because yeah, Vaughn played so well last weekend that you know I don't think that. Ferguson is going to get the backfield back all to himself right away because Vaughn has been so good.
1: Yeah he's GPP only both of them are uh, but yeah it, it is it is an interesting question I guess it's just that I'm, I'm probably most of the time going to just go to 4100 for Charles Jones instead but uh, there's definitely a lot of GPP upside there because he, he could very plausibly lead them in both rushing and receiving stats and that's in this setting probably enough to meet value and it's especially if there's a lot of garbage time he's playing and it's quite conceivable that it actually gives like a great return.
2: Yeah I think especially now that I think about it a little bit more uh, Illinois Receivers probably aren't going to be able to get open against Ohio State secondaries. They're so, bad. Yeah. So Ferguson is probably going to get a, a lot of looks out of the backfield. Uh, so he might actually be a guy you want to look at.
3: We can mercifully move on from the Big Ten to the Big 12, <laughs> Texas at West Virginia. Uh, the, is this merciful? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> no, no. This, well, you know, I feel like I'm
1: getting strapped back into that, some kind we,
3: of. We, we doled out a little bit of hate earlier in the show on West Virginia. I, I, we have doled out hate to Texas in the past um so i mean this game's probably not one that we need to spend much time on is there any more hate to be doled out or any more
1: uh my hate fumes have not been fully exhausted but uh yeah i mean i'm I'm willing to move on although to be clear wendell smallwood still a beast but 6700 with the the other options we've talked about i'm not considering them this week and the receivers are terrible i don't like them how about
2: all the the receivers are terrible? i don't like them
1: personally (laughs) how about
3: uh nc state at florida state uh seminoles 10 point favorites there any anything to see here
1: probably uh i guess it's uh, i mean Dowling, are we waiting? do we know the is top? mcguire for sure the starter for them or what's going on there i noticed right away that mcguire and brissett are both really cheap right. uh brissett is 5600 and i don't think he's that good but uh he did torch fsu uh wait was it last year yeah he did last year um fsu i don't know what to make of their defense exactly I, i'm guessing it's i'm thinking just because it's on the road this is a pretty awful matchup for brissett but uh, he had a good game against Clemson. Somehow scored four touchdowns, throwing one or throwing three, rushing for one. Uh, but yeah, on the other on the other hand, if McGuire is for sure starting, I I thought he was pretty convincing against Syracuse. Granted, that's a weak defense, but at home at sixty one hundred, that's someone I'm gonna have to think hard about.
2: What uh, What are your thoughts on Jalen Samuels for uh, NC State at forty nine hundred? Now that he oh. gets some carries. Oh man,
1: like that's a, uh, I I missed that there. Uh, there are there are there are you know alluring options in that range aside from him but yeah this is this is a weird case with Jalen Samuels wide receiver eligibility and he could very conceivably be their lead running back in that game
2: Matt Days is out for the year
1: right um we know he's gonna get carries and catches the question is just like is this gonna be like a 15 carry 10 catch kind of thing because he in the last three weeks he's got uh respectively eight carries six carries four carries and this is with days healthy keep in mind next with the exception of last week Mm -hmm. um but in those games he also had a combined uh 22 receptions so he's he's got just ridiculous usage in that offense and if the nc state offense doesn't fold uh he has high probability to get in on whatever touchdowns there are it's just i am a little bit worried about that offense kind of uh just falling flat on the road against florida state uh
3: anything you guys want to touch on in the washington arizona state game
1: um i i will say that while i hate 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 the matchup um 4600 for tim white is a little intriguing if his target volume picks back up but they had a disturbing tendency to feed the ball to dj foster for some reason last week so i'm probably not going to go after that at all um otherwise like where's demario richard at 7100 is too high for me to consider him but he's normally a target of mine because he's he's really good
2: in uh in one of my uh gpp lineups uh, i'm still you know gonna be tweaking it but i i found that room for miles gaskin at 5500 yeah that's fair yeah
1: that. uh 20 carries last week for 93 yards and a touchdown against utah like being on the road is usually a bit of a red flag but he already had a big road game against stanford his past month has in general been quite good and uh, obviously the Dwayne washington problem won't go away but gaskin is the most reliable Sorry. and most relied upon pure runner uh he just doesn't have a passing game role really um i don't know how much i'll be i probably won't be going after him that much just because i feel like uh if if cj proceeds is out for instance 400 more for josh adams would be a no-brainer to me and even joseph yearby at 5800 is really cheap not to go off the track but uh yeah i guess there's i guess there's just options i find comparable or better at, at prices that don't hurt me too much to pay up for.
2: Yeah, and I I just wanna like get across that uh Arizona State going against like Washington's defense. Washington's defense is really good, so I'm kind of avoiding Arizona State guys too much altogether. They're not
1: that good either, aside from the running backs, they're
2: good. That's true.
3: Uh, next game Georgia at Auburn. Do we skip this one, or do we do we have to do? We, is there something we got to talk about do here? Do we hate ourselves? Um, um, I don't. I
2: mean, let's see. Want, if you want a dirt cheap quarterback, <laughs> I don't know, you know, why you're going this route. But Jeremy Johnson, I'm pretty sure, is going to get the start again. But if you can
1: pay Jack, a half John price, likes to,
3: like hate recommend guys because like he's like, oh, our defense is just so bad. Just start Dude, start the quarterback. I'm but, sorry,
1: but the value is there. Pay <laughs> half price for half a quarterback. That's great,
3: but. Uh, you could get 9 points out of this guy. He's dirty. Oh, Joe Von Robinson. <laughs> that's though.
1: the big question with that one. I mean, also, I mean, I, I like I just straight up think Sony Michael is a really good play, but that's like I hope obvious. Uh Auburn's run defense is still not good. <laughs> but yeah, Jovan Robinson, that whole uh, Gus Malzon is not as good of a coach as I thought he was. I don't know what everybody else thought of him all this time, but I badly overrated that it's guy. A sweater best oh man i always fall for that always fall for the sweater it looks
3: like a little too smart to be an sec coach and it was coaches
1: who look like al golden and gus malzahn i just i'm like i like your clothes (laughs) tell me what to do um but anyway yeah jovan robinson was this guy they recruited for literally three years because he committed three years ago before not having the grades to get into auburn and going to the juco route where they recruited him two more years and he was called the five-star top, you know, junior college recruit this year so to put him fourth on the running back depth chart behind Rock Thomas, who is now at like fifth on the r- running back depth chart, and Peyton Barber, who I guess they're just bored with or something. Uh, Peyton Barber got thirteen carries last week. To be fair, and I mean, he is only two weeks removed from thirty-seven carry four overtime shenanigans um but yeah Javon Robinson is super talented so like the only question is like are they gonna do this stupid thing again where they don't let him play it seems like they can't because he's he's been awesome the yeah, last he two went weeks off last week, yeah. Uh, but yeah Georgia's defense is obviously a, or well this might not be obvious but the Georgia defense is tougher against the run than the a and uh, defenses against the run but he should see short fields uh if if you know there's any turnovers from those awesome quarterbacks and we don't even yeah, fin- We have
2: a we have a sweet quarterback punter combo now.
1: Yeah, they got a, they got a safety crossover and one of the three guys it's great. Um but yeah, if they if they screw up and turn it over, I mean, I think you have to which I think you have to like the chances of uh at least you have to think that Robinson can get his hands on a touchdown. It's just a question of like is he really going to approach 20 carries for the third straight week and I just have no idea
3: wake forest at notre dame anything uh
1: again if proceeds is out josh adams is borderline like must play for me because he's just he's just cheap and if he is the lead runner he's shown with all of his work so far this year by the way that he is good so the question is only the workload and if it's there i'm going after that because um i just I, i think i think that running game is going to work Against that team and it's just a question of whether it's proceeds or Adams who's getting in on it but um I also want to mention Deshaun Kaiser has been so good like since taking over for Zaire he's been so so good it's it's I'm a little late on this but it's time to think of him as like a top 10 type fantasy quarterback because he's been just awesome like not even it's it was one of those things where people were like well hopefully he'll do just good enough for us to get by and get into the playoffs and we can sneak it it in there uh but he's been awesome like 16 passing touchdowns or sorry not 16 passing touchdowns he's got a let's see he's got oh wait he does have 16 passing touchdowns and then six more on the ground so yeah huge game last week aside he's shown the ability to produce against top top defenses if is out. I think you have to like his chances of getting a little more look in the running game, too. But uh, I don't know how much I'm going to go after him at 8,300 when Mahomes is only 200 more. But it will I have to think that Kaiser is one of those guys who, if I don't pick him, is one of the most likely to burn me for it.
2: What do you think about Will Fuller?
1: uh 7100 is a, a little bit more than i'd like to pay especially when there's like the points chasing element after last week's huge game it seems like they kind of kept him under wraps for for at least stretches this year because he went like a month without a 100 or no he didn't go a month without a 100 yard game but his 100 yard game that he did have was on three catches so it just seemed like his workload was a little shaky mm-hmm. seven catches for 152 yards and three touchdowns last week five catches against a, a very tough temple defense on the road has kind of like Reestablish my faith that he'll be their easy number one go-to target all the time but um i guess it's like i'm more likely to chase those tcu guys than i am to go for fuller like if i'm going up that expensive um you know, he's just,
2: the best of the really expensive guys yeah
1: I, I guess i agree with that it's just it's i don't know i'm not getting as excited as i usually do you, for the you, top you, receiver
2: i mean usually he's not gonna put a or, no no Unless it's Corey Coleman, you're not going to expect 40 points out of a guy. But uh, I think Fuller's just been so consistent. So I, I think, you know, you add him to your lineup and you're, you feel safe about him getting 100 yards and a score. For what, so what it's worth,
1: his, his similarly priced running back counterparts are not in play for me. I don't want anything to do with Richard or Howard. So um, if, if it's like a flex question, I guess 7,100, I'm going for Fuller. Cool.
3: How about the Bama-Mississippi State game? uh bama seven and a half point favorites there on the road only a 51 and a half over under for that one derrick henry
2: carved up uh lsu last week yeah i mean henry's the beast carries too
1: yeah i mean he's he's awesome i don't know if we should expect like a lightened workload in this one yeah like 38 carries last week and then in the two games before that combined for 60 27 in the one before those three games I feel like they're gonna keep leaning on him. They know he's gone after this year. They don't care about his longevity or anything, but uh only question is like whether you can go eighty six. I don't know if I'll be able to. Uh he's definitely a very desirable player to have in your offense. However, um I will say in this game, uh there's there's it's it's a it's a brutal matchup for the Mississippi State passing game, but they're at home and Fred Ross has been so heavily targeted in that offense. Like he's easily their most targeted receiver and that's even with missing Time with injuries in the two weeks preceding the last, but on the road against a tough Missouri defense. I mean, Mississippi State stomped those guys, but Missouri's defense at least was competent right. more than prior to that. Eleven catches for 115 yards and a touchdown. If that passing game does anything, it seems like Ross has to have something to do with it. Uh, not to diminish the, the role of Jerunya Wilson, who's also quite good. He's in play at 5600 for me, but only in GPPs, and I don't think I'm going to go after him. Um, otherwise calvin ridley's too cheap in my opinion um i mean he's he's at 5200 and he's been he's getting again the the kiffin target funnel is firmly over calvin ridley's uh, literal head proverbial funnel right now um so yeah he's he's got seven catches in three series games nine in the fourth going back i i really like him a lot
3: all right uh the duke uh, pit game, Duke Duke three-and-a-half point favorites at home over under there is 50. Uh, you know, you were talking about how Will Fuller's been the most consistent of the, the elite guys. Tyler Boyd doesn't have, I mean, he hasn't had quite the, the massive games that Fuller's had, but he's been at least 20 points and, and usually uh, five or ten points higher than that every single week.
2: Yeah, and he—I mean—he's far and away the best receiver in that offense. Uh, I mean, he gets plenty of receptions. I, I—you gotta like that about him. And going against a Duke team that just got absolutely lit up last week, I think you know, sixty-four hundred is actually a pretty good price for Tyler Boyd this week.
1: Yeah, and th- I mean. Duke's defense hasn't looked nearly as good over the last two weeks, and I, I think it's safe to say Boyd can get open on or not get open. I mean that all so many of their passes are so short he doesn't even need to be open, but he'll get a ton of touches. Like they're working him in as a runner too. I I, I don't know how much I'm going to go after him though because I don't I don't perceive the upside that much there and i guess if i'm going to go up that price range i'd i'd rather have some upside so again i i guess the trend for me is leaning more on like colby Listen being in that range rather than paying up for the people above him
3: yeah that makes sense uh anyone else in that game we got to hit or that the florida yeah. south carolina game we probably don't have to spend any time on uh that's a that's a 46 point over under there Let's see
1: kelvin taylor should do well but i mean 60 6100 for kelvin taylor is pretty cheap i mean south carolina's defense has been bad against the run like they got ripped up by kyler murray and then auburn shut him down the next week obviously that's having film as a part of that but i think also part of it is just south carolina's defense isn't good uh taylor's getting a ton of carries so if you if you have faith that ta- that uh florida takes this game i see no reason to not go after taylor at that price um, otherwise, there's the weekly GPP check on Treon Harris's price. He's fifty-two hundred. That's really cheap for the same defense that got carved up by Murray. Um, that that's definitely someone I'll have to consider for a GPP setting, even if he's not actually good in real life.
3: If you couldn't tell, I was I was kind of bored by those last uh, handful of games because now we get to talk about the evening slate. oh
1: sorry sorry i'm going to stop you right there demarcus robinson the florida receiver it, is only 4200 <laughs> 4200 for a guy who is like easily their most targeted player uh but whatever i don't I'm, yeah done with that one
3: all right uh oklahoma at baylor baylor two and a half point favorites over under 77 Corey coleman 8600 are we
1: on to the uh second we're on to the second oh slate. my bad. Okay. And
3: you know this this could be basically you know the fact that Baylor's only two and a half point favorites at home suggests that Vegas thinks Oklahoma's a better team right now. Uh, so yeah, I think it's it's going to be probably a game that might come down to the final possession or so, and that kind of puts all the the studs on both of these teams in play.
2: Yeah, I've, I'm definitely going after uh, Baker Mayfield this weekend at 7,900. I think he's a really solid play. Uh, he, You know, for, all, for as much as he let us down earlier in the season, he's really started to just up his game. And, you know, if Oklahoma wants any chance of, of – uh, Kind of playing spoiler, maybe even winning the the Big Twelve. It starts this weekend.
3: It's pretty easy to to know which weeks I started Baker Mayfield just by looking at <laughs> sub twenty. Uh, it's like, oh, did he not get to twenty points? Then James started him. Okay, good. <laughs> we got that. Got that taken care of. I'm well, on the exact
1: same trajectory, so I'm just I'm. <laughs> I was like, right oh, now. Texas,
3: they're gonna just they're gonna just murder Texas, and no, and then oh, Texas Tech, that that's gonna be sh- uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Baylor, I'm definitely not gonna touch him, but uh you know I I don't know you're not
1: you're not gonna go with Mayfield against Baylor
3: I I just can't I can't I hate the guy I, <laughs> I, <hate his> <laughs> I mean
1: they're not gonna I don't know I, I feel like they gotta throw it like he's he's put up big numbers in three of the last four games while attempting over 30 attempts and just two of them never going over 32 I feel like you gotta like his chances of going over 40 in this one uh, that might be at the direct expense of his running production, which has had a lot to do with his fantasy success, but I don't think it will that much. Um, really quickly, though, Jared Stidham, I'm in on that, like 7,800 for the home Baylor quarterback. I know Oklahoma's defense is tough, but I'm, I'm sold on Stidham, and even more than that, far more importantly, I'm sold on the scheme and the talent around him. Uh, I I think there's, it's worth going for both of those guys, or at, at least one of the two. But yeah, I do think Mayfield is is the more pro, is appropriately priced. Being well, a I'm gonna more.
3: I'm gonna just take one for the team here and and sit out on the Mayfield chair so that you guys don't have your days ruined and that <laughs> he can properly pay off for you guys. I'll I'll probably get some Stidham in there and
1: shock linwood's price is way down after a dud last week that a lot of people are probably bitter about because it was a short slate and he was very popular on it um 13 carries for 72 yards against kansas state that box score is weird because it was somehow close and also because kansas state just tried to run out the clock yeah it's so gross the way they play Mm -hmm. um but uh anyway shock linwood at 7300 i mean it's amazing how quickly we've dropped the narrative of like oh they're only going to run the ball because they got a true freshman to like ah, they don't use that guy and, like, so I I'm probably am going to go after Linwood at least a little bit more in GPPs because, uh, I mean, there's good price uh, – there, there are really good alternatives who are priced similar to him, so he's not, like, a must-play. But uh, 7300 for shock Linwood, I think, is a pretty how, fair price.
3: How about the great Joe Mixon at, at 5500
1: I don't know. I mean, I I'm, I'm, I i am don't like the situation, the way they split it between him and Perrine, but obviously Mixon is very, very explosive and doesn't need that many touches to make it worthwhile, so – and did you guys have you guys
3: at all kind of figured out which of the the secondary Baylor receivers you guys like the most? It's or Cannon's the Cannon sure. one. Cannon.
1: Yeah, okay. Cannon's Cannon's got the driver's seat over Jay Lee for sure. Where is I don't even see Katie. Cannon. Cannon. He's super cheap. 5, yeah. Man, I'm going on that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's easy.
3: All right. Well. A lot of Katie Cannon love.
1: Let's uh, um, really quickly. Where's where's our guy Shepherd? Oh, he's sixty three hundred. That's really cheap for Shepherd, by the way. I probably got to go after that too. Like, see that? Yeah,
3: that's. that's Richard
1: Higgins guy. at sixty four, uh, Sterling Shepard at sixty three. I'm going Shepherd for sure. Mm-hmm.
3: This is the type of game where they they're gonna have to go Dude, to Shepherd as much is, as it pains them.
1: Hey, do you ha, tell me this, James. Does your hate for Mayfield exceed your optimism for uh Shepherd this week? And no. if so, okay. No Well then well, I think you gotta like Baker too. No. See You're picking okay. Baker, I decided for you.
3: <laughs> I, I refuse to pair those two because Fine, man, whatever. if if Shepard cause here's the thing, if Shepard doesn't go off I just blame Mayfield. I don't have to blame the guy I started. And if, if I start Mayfield, then I. In all honest, in all seriousness, I
1: fully point. support your hating endeavors. I, did, I was just joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: don't try to slow my <laughs> All right. Uh, the Tulsa at Cincy game. For some reason, this. this Stupid games up here. Uh, 17 and a half.
1: I'm so hating Tulsa right They're now. Bearcats I hate right Tulsa there. right now. Hate them.
3: Over under 76 and a half. I hate them too, actually, because we always end up throwing them on a TV. And I always end up staring at the game and just being completely puzzled as to why how Tulsa puts up points week in week out because whenever they're on I don't they 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 like
1: voluntarily just just screw themselves over by running with terrible in in between the tackle plays with like Zach Langer until they're losing a lot and then they're like all right now let's throw it deep and when they throw it deep occasionally like Kiaris Garrett is is enough of a miracle worker to somehow reel in Dane <laughs> Evans's punts yeah, and Dane um Yikes. yeah Josh Atkinson has been weird because he had an Achilles injury that he's playing through he's been playing he's just disappeared while doing so so Justin Hobbs has stepped up a bit I don't trust any of those guys I mean I trust Garrett I trust each of those receivers individually it's Dane Evans and the play calling I don't trust running back if you're trying to chase rush, rushing production on that team I mean I, I would go with Brewer but I wouldn't go with Brewer anyway I would just stay mm-hmm. away from all of that we don't know what Zach Langer is going to do. We don't know if he's going to play. We don't know what he'll do if he does play. We don't know who Ramadi Warren is exactly, or if like th- if a three touchdown huge breakout game means it much for Montgomery. Like Warren could start for any all anyone knows. No one's ever going to report on it, or at least uh you know no one's going to comment on it. So there's no way to know. It's not worth approaching, in my opinion. Now, just
3: based on the line, uh, Vegas thinks that. Since he's going to score since he's going to forty five points here so where where's the action here Shaq washington uh,
2: the the since he receiving core is is really tough to get a read on and the re, and the running back rotation has been tough as well. Uh, it seems like that they've kind of settled back in on Gunnar Keel and provided that he doesn't get his chest caved in uh, by Tulsa, then uh, he should be thrown by like over 400 yards that
1: wasn't like a needlessly gruesome reference that was just reference to his sternum fracture whatever (laughs) he had last year he
3: is over 30 points 30 fantasy points each of the last three weeks
1: yeah i've been looking for the cincinnati running backs and the prices but i'm not seeing them i guess they're really low but mike
3: mike boones at 42 42, tion green 41
1: man that's really cheap for guys who could I mean, whatever. Uh, It's a really good matchup, and I can imagine Cincinnati running out the clock from the middle of the second quarter uh, quarter onward. Um, So, yeah, Boone at 4,200 I'm at least thinking about in GPPs. But otherwise, um, as far as the receivers go – 6100 for Shaq Washington is is definitely something to target like his I think his his salary might have been slowed a little bit by catching just four passes against Houston last week but before that he had eight eight five eight nine catches so uh, I think you really have to like his chances of, of you know like an eight catch kind of game where he normally doesn't score but he's been doing it more lately but uh yeah anyway 6100 for Washington is interesting uh chris moore at 5400 is the more like gpp play because he scores like every three catches and averages like 25 yards a catch he's he's really a good player i think but they use him they they rotate the receivers so much it's really hard to predict their target distribution
3: all right uh the next game memphis at houston couple a couple dudes, stud quarterbacks
1: dudes uh, most ridiculous price on this slate by far demarcus ayers is 5500 like that's crazy he's he had a bad game last week and he hasn't had any like really explosive games lately but cash game 5500 for a game that has that's going to have this kind of tempo this kind of uh over under and ayers is still a target monster in that offense he just he just has like a a relatively low yards per catch and doesn't score that much because he's a small receiver but He's going to be used, I would think. Like they don't, they didn't. It's not as if he had a a slow game last week, and Chance Allen had a huge game, and Stephen Dunbar had a huge game. They still didn't use those guys very much. Like Ayers definitely is the first look, and in a game like this, with especially the stakes of this game, I th- I think Ayers has to come through at fifty five hundred.
3: Sound. I mean, are you guys touching either of the quarterbacks here? Lynch eighty
2: six, Ward eighty
3: five oh man um
2: probably not especially you know with 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 the shootout in waco and then also uh you know gunner keel uh price lower than those guys
1: i think it makes sense to go after ward in a gpp lineup i'm not in on lynch at all i don't i don't think his system or his skill set affords the same fantasy upside and i think he's got the tougher matchup between the two quarterbacks in that game um i I do like ward a lot but i'm again like john said i'm probably gonna go more like stidham mayfield Mm keel uh yeah some of the some of those other guys we mentioned but um yeah, let's see uh I gotta see where uh, Kenneth Farrow is priced at um it's he's
2: low 6,000s which I thought is kind of cheap actually
1: yeah I agree I mean I'd much rather pay uh, 6,300 for Farrow than 6,400 for Perrine or uh, 5,500 for Mixon so I, I there's a pretty good chance that I'll have some Farrow in my lineups
3: I just want to look up I, I'm interested in what time that, that Oklahoma-Baylor game is because I we might not e- actually be able to, to watch and hate on it in the office together. Uh, that's probably going to be a night game because it is a pretty uh, important game. But
1: Going to have to go hate on the town. <laughs> I'm down, bring, down to hate on the town. Bring your
2: hate to a bar. Uh, yeah, 7 o'clock it looks like Central.
3: Oregon at Stanford. Uh, Stanford 10-point favorites there, over under 69. That's a high over under. Isn't yeah, it? I mean, I it, I yeah, I mean that it's. I guess that they think Stanford's. Yeah, I
1: mean it's not the Oregon giving up points part that I'm confused about. I guess it's more the Oregon scoring that much part now, of that.
3: Do you like McCaffrey then?
1: Uh, McCaffrey's always going right. to be a great play. I mean, eighty four hundred actually seems cheap relative to the the recent pricing conventions. Uh, I guess he was so. Yeah, like the last three times they had the price listed on him is eight thousand ninety four hundred, eighty three hundred he's 8400 and by far the best matchup of those games going at home against Oregon uh there's there's a chance for both tempo and just lots of big plays against a defense that hasn't been very good uh so yeah 8400 is definitely a consideration although there are like tempting options in that range that m- might be a little cheaper too
3: all right uh, otherwise
1: on that game probably not like there was, i would not chase the Oregon receivers that much but Braylon Addison is probably the one i would pick over Darren Carrington if i did for some reason go after those guys
3: this is uh, John and I were talking about this when you were out of the room, Mario. The the Pac twelve this year really kind of leave it a bit to be desired. I feel from a just a DFS standpoint because I don't feel like, it's like they don't care at all, man. Yeah, like, they, no, don't, they care don't care our about, our about DFS. Us. Like,
1: oh, Vernon Adams can run again. We'll not tell you that though. Like yeah. he's he's gonna run for a bunch of yards against Cal, but after like you know not doing anything forever.
3: Like there's some talented players, but they we we need more like you know funnel months we need more lane kiffin yeah yeah yeah. Uh,
1: by the way california i would uh, i would avoid them this week even though they seem to have a pushover matchup with oregon state like california's offense is a bit dysfunctional right now like they rely on kenny lawler as a lead receiver and he's disappeared they don't know what they're doing with the running game uh i I don't think california is nearly as smooth right now as a lot of people might assume they are
2: i mean do you even like california uh, muhammad now that he's the starter though
1: they named him the starter. They did. He's a oh, Lasko. well, that changes everything. Um, although I don't believe no, it doesn't. I don't believe them. That's See? that's exactly four carries four last carries. week for the guy who's the starter. Like they're gonna keep rotating and wear Muhammad and Lasko like relatively equally. They don't know what they're doing. They have no clue.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I guess that that kind of covers that game a little bit uh the, anything to anything to say on the Washington State at UCLA game Bruins favored by 10 65 and a half is the over under there
1: it is a surprisingly tough on paper matchup for the passing game of Washington State but uh with that said Gabe Marks at 6,000 is cheap like that guy gets so many targets and he's really good that's, that's really, really cheap for him. I know he had a dud against Arizona State, and they are on the road, but 6000 is something I'm going to have to think a lot about for Marks, even if I don't like the matchup otherwise. But, yeah, Dom Williams at 5800 also totally decent. But if I have to pay – if there's a $200 gap between those two, I'm going Marks at 200 more every time.
2: Are you going to pay up for Falk anywhere? I mean, he actually does, oddly enough, have uh, slightly better road splits. Uh, despite playing one less game, he has uh, more yards on the road.
1: Yeah, I mean, that could be because of just winning less on the road and needing to catch up more often, but uh, I mean, he does, I guess he's got fewer interceptions on the road for some reason that might be matchup based. But yeah, Falk is this guy I cannot get right this year, like I've i've been saying like oh don't pick him he can't run and then he goes like well that's because i'm throwing for 500 yards this week And I'm like, well, i didn't know you were gonna do that too yeah so he's he's totally I, it, like the odds of luke falk tanking your team are very very low it's just uh, again there's guys in his price range who also run or otherwise just have matchups that i think are better at lower prices as it turns out
3: so just kind of on a on a broad oh, paul perkins is
1: really cheap sorry 7200 for paul perkins against the washington state defense that's really cheap i think um so is he
3: y- your top running back play if you're gonna pay you know over 6500
1: oh uh not not over 6500 maybe like over 6500 and under eight thousand. uh but yeah otherwise like 7600 for jeremy mcnichols like we said 7300 yeah. for uh shock linwood Humphrey at eighty three hundred, that could very well be a smashing, you know, fantasy play. Uh, what, I, what I wanted to look at real quick was where Duarte's priced at fifty six hundred for Duarte, and if they, do they still have they have Jordan Payton underneath Duarte? Now, I think Duarte is clearly the lead receiver at UCLA, both in terms of uh, like the actual game plan and in terms of talent. Even more so, uh, do I have faith that he's the more talented player between him and Jordan Payton? Uh, but yeah Duarte I think you have to like quite a bit at 5600 and even Peyton at 5300 is also quite tempting to me.
3: Do you when you're putting your lineups together for this slate do you see yourself spending more up at the top at wide receiver or at running back? Cuz there's, the there's, to- there's there's uh. there's some interesting guys like you know we talked about Coleman obviously Sterling Shepard we talked about uh you know Shaq Washington.
1: I think running back is where the best value is because I f- I feel like McCaffrey Pumphrey should be priced about the same as for at 9,400 like i think they should be in a similar range at least not like a full thousand less Mm uh it's the only reason i'm not like you know again banging the table for those guys is you do have shock linwood and paul perkins even a thousand less than them uh but with that said like i don't think there's a 7,000 range receiver oh obviously they're all under 7,000 aside from coleman but if there were like in a 7,000 range it seemed like i would have to probably lean toward linwood and perkins in that range rather than like a garrett and higgins
3: all right, yeah, I mean, that, that sounds that sounds reasonable. Uh, how about the UNLV-Colorado State matchup there? Obviously, we, we kind of touched on Higgins.
1: Uh, I mean, Higgins is awesome, but that offense is so dysfunctional there. Devontae Boyd at 5,100 is interesting because he's just a target monster, and he's really good. Um, the de- the defense he's going against how are those guys i don't
2: they're actually pretty decent against uh, against the pass
1: okay yeah so they've they've allowed nine touchdowns and 224 attempts only allowing 55 completion percentage they've played a lot of really bad passing games boise cards them up i don't know i i don't i don't i think Devonte boyd just because of his role in the in that offense at 5100 is in play i just don't know how much i'll fit him in um, once I actually have to make a whole lineup.
3: Mm-hmm. You mentioned Boise, they're probably gonna roll again this week. Uh, New Mexico, at yeah. Boise. Part of
1: what made quarterback a little bit of a question for me at, at, in the first parts when we we're talking on Baylor, Oklahoma is Brett Ripon is only. Uh, 6,700 at home like that's that's really cheap for Brett Rippon anywhere
2: using him and I'm definitely using McNichols too but I'm I'm all in on the Boise train right now for this has worked before for, for John
1: oh yeah so uh, <laughs> yeah Spurbeck is is really good and he's he's feasting with Rippon in there so 6,200 for Spurbeck I think is actually probably preferable to sixty three hundred for sterling. Not no 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 hate on Sterling though. It's just it's just ripping's humming right now. Yeah,
2: maybe the absence of Boise State from the slate last weekend is what uh caused my downfall. John
1: can't John, win without John the needs, Boise option. Needs Bo- he boys. needs Boise his
3: Boise fix. <laughs> uh yeah, well well yeah so I mean just just kind of talking it over, it sounds like the, the late slate might be where the majority of our money might be might be headed. Speak at least, for
1: yourself, James. At least at this, at I least plan this. to lose a lot on both. <laughs> both
3: pockets on both. Well, my usually my my genius plan is to kind of make sure that I am, am doing well on the early ones so that I can justify going heavy on the late ones. That doesn't necessarily work if I already want to go heavy on the late ones. But you know, obviously, we'll I'll join you guys in losing on both. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh the How it goes boys. <laughs> and anything to anything to say about the the Fresno Hawaii game? Actually
2: uh I do because last week this guy Paul Harris uh Hawaii's running back went for 30 uh DraftKings points and you know the Hawaii has a new coach now, and they uh, benched their starting quarterback from the from the start of the year. Uh, so it seems like maybe... Are they,
1: they on Woolsley now? They are. Oh, okay.
2: Um, so it seems like they've kind of changed their scheme up a bit now that Norm Chow's gone. Uh, you know, obviously one game is too uh, small a sample size to kind of hang your hat on anything, but, I mean, Paul Harris going against that defense, I do kind of like it
1: at, at 4,500. What did I got to look up what Harris did last week. So he's 4500 he 20 carries Oof. for 190 yards. I think that the UNLV defense especially having to play on the road from Hawaii, uh I, I would imagine the UNLV defense is quite a lot better than the Fresno one, especially with Fresno having to go across the ocean, but uh I do worry about two lost fumbles last week for Harris. Hopefully the new coach uh doesn't do the the time-tested football coach thing where now we bench you forever so you recognize that we don't actually want to fumble um hopefully he knows classic that move man. i hope he realizes classic, classic like classic coaching move. you don't even piece. need to send him to his room he still didn't he still feels bad about fumbling i bet i bet he didn't you can't do play it.
3: anymore you fumbled dude i don't know why <laughs> you play. did that we can't told play. you not to
1: do it you're benched but um, yeah. Why anyway, <laughs> I agree. 4500 for Harris against the Fresno defense is extremely tempting. Like Even if he only gets like 15 carries, that could be enough to meet value there.
3: How about this Arkansas-LSU game? Uh, mm. I, obviously, we, we joked about how silly one would have to be to have started Leonard Fournette last week. Uh, tipi- I mean, I, I think the three of us have probably started Fournette, you know, less than
1: i've done five, it zero times I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm at zero as well i've yeah. never started him um like i started anywhere. him
3: like once that that kind of that the second week after he like had his coming out party i got in on the the second round of that which was actually a pretty awesome uh they think he went 228 and three tutties in that one so that was fine but mm-hmm. yeah i mean the, the price is always just so damn high and uh arkansas not a not a terrible defense right like they're
1: uh, it's it's not good enough to change a single thing about Fournette's trajectory. Like he's going to stomp them. But the question is, do you want to pay ninety four hundred when I, I I don't when I can pay eighty four hundred for McCaffrey when he's going to do the same thing? Um, I would actually probably project more points for McCaffrey. So I, I I'm not going after this. Will not be the week that I use Fournette. It, it might not happen ever.
3: May not may not ever happen. Same here. Uh, all right. So. Let's see. The next and game. Both the quarterbacks are terrible, so I'm avoiding I'm avoid- this game. Gross. Gross game. Uh, both coaches are lovely. One coach eats grass, <laughs> and the other is Brett Bielema. everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Omnivore. Yeah. Uh, Wyoming at San Diego State. Uh, San Diego State, 24-and-a-half point favorites here. You touched briefly on on Pumphrey. Do you want to elaborate on that at all?
1: Well, he's awesome. The Wyoming defense is not awesome, and uh, Pumphrey gets a lot of work both as a runner and receiver. Nice. Uh, Yeah, so he (laughs) also – W- worth mentioning that pumphrey's last four games uh DraftKings fantasy point totals of 39.8 33.1 38.7 and 42.7 and this might be the most favorable matchup uh out of any of those games so yeah 40 point range safe projection for maca uh, for uh i guess that's like a slip not necessarily <laughs> freudian <laughs> well, but that, i think both of those guys are like 40 point material is what i'm saying Nice
3: awesome uh jake
1: also malhart uh that that sorry the san diego state defense is awesome but malhart jake malhart gets a million targets in that stupid wyoming offense it's not stupid they're 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 actually pretty functional, I guess. Uh, certainly admirable. But 4,000, it's a really bad matchup, but he's been getting a lot of targets. So, I mean, that's like a GPP thing to consider. Uh, How about
2: Brian Hill at 5,200?
1: It's just such a bad matchup. Like, if, if he was a little cheaper, I'd, I mean, first of all, I'm not going to like tell anyone not to play Brian Hill. I'm just not going to myself. I think he's a really good player. Uh, maybe not, like, super talented, but I've, I've never seen like anybody in recent memory who runs so insanely like he's just berserk like full motor nuts all the time (laughs) um so yeah he if 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 a defense any defense just kind of like sleeps a little too much on one play like he'll definitely out motor somebody but i'm just i don't have the guts to go after him when there's yeah like some of those other guys we talked about like harris for instance
3: speaking of terrible matchups uh minnesota at iowa
1: uh i don't gross. want to talk about like this temple yeah, at
3: temple at south florida gross uh i don't really want to talk about this. Yeah, really want to BYU talk about at that. mizzou
1: that sucks uh, i mean for what it's worth algernon brown and russell hansborough are both very cheap um 4700 for hansborough 40 4700 for both rather uh, I'm not going to go after either of those guys because I think the BYU offense is just lacking enough in talent to maybe get totally shut down by the Missouri defense. And any defense can completely shut down the Missouri offense. So uh, I think that might be a surprisingly ugly game.
3: All right. I think uh, that's that's it. Anything else that we got to hit on? Any uh any take at all on the, the games happening before Saturday or any, any key injuries that we, we need to be aware of or anything like that, John?
2: I guess the, the only um, – let's see, Juju Smith was able to play last week, uh, but he's on the Friday slate. We didn't touch on that. The but great one, they call Yeah, him. the great Juju. Uh, I think he'll, he'll probably be able to play again. I think he's going to start, uh, like, catching passes again in practice tomorrow, but he should be good to go for Friday.
3: All right. That's, uh definitely makes that game worth watching by itself so we will be and, back
2: and uh, Trey Madden actually is out so yeah. Ronald Jones is actually looking pretty good there yeah, yeah.
1: Ronald Jones yeah. another friend of the podcast
2: truly oh, yeah. yeah go go, go, Trojans
3: <laughs> uh, we'll be back with you guys next week good luck